pandemic got us into a reflective space and made us look inward to see what we can do for the world at large. As a self-expression coach, I became a catalyst for women and started Vani, a one-on-one -on -one coaching program for women on finding their voice, to speak up, to be visible. As a storyteller, I spotted there were many ordinary people amongst us leading extraordinary lives, making a difference to the world, and they needed to be heard. Thus was born You and I with Rashmi Shetty, where amazing personal journeys with their uniqueness and individuality are showcased. A reaffirmation of the fact, open your eyes wider, the world is far more beautiful when we acknowledge the presence of both you and I. Our guest today is Dr. Neeta Madhuri Mishra, a passionate psychotherapist, TEDx speaker, corporate trainer, and heart-to-heart -heart listener. Dr. Neeta is the founder of Reach Out, co-founder of Bloom, and a co-author. She's a certified trainer, master NLP practitioner, psychotherapist, gestalt practitioner, and wellness, sexual, and relationship coach. She's a mentor at Bringle Academy, a medical graduate who specializes in the alternative systems of medicine, metaphor art therapy, ABT, and chromatography, that is color psychology, she is the brand ambassador for IDF and Peace and Happiness at IWPG. She has touched more than 7,000 lives through counseling, therapies, and empowerment. Dr. Nita engages with the LGBTQ community for skill development through her Transpreneur program that focuses on upskilling them and on emotional wellness. Her policy in life is, you get life once. Let's make the best use of it. Listen in as she shares her inspirational journey of moving from the label of being unwanted to someone everyone wants a piece of. How she built her life of meaning and purpose by putting herself together every time life threw a challenge at her. Hi, Dr. Neeta. Such a pleasure having you on UNI with Rashmi Shetty. You have been somebody I have noticed over the years, maybe now two years, and uh, seen that the work that you do is absolutely amazing. Compassionate is how I would describe you. And I've known you from a distance, but the recent conversation got me intrigued to know you a little more. So welcome on this journey. And I want to know what little Nita was like to the Dr. Neeta that the world knows you today as. So uh, I'm so glad, Rashmi, that I am here to share my journey of that little Neeta to this Neeta and the world which knows Neeta. So this ne little Neeta was an unwanted child, an unwanted label, and the unwanted label which was given by all the family members. Of course, not my mother. She always wanted me. And I think wherever she is in this realm, She's also wanting me now also. But the light, kind of love, the kind of affection and the whole thing which she completed me did not even affect that unwanted word. Everyone, though they used to tell, ki, again a girl child, for the girl child, 
or really she was really not wanted in the house. The kind of immense love, unconditional love, which she gave me, made me always feel wanted, made me always uh, feel that I was filled with only and only love. I was only and only filled with joy. And uh, that is how I started dreaming ki how actually the unwanted people would be feeling. And I think at a very small or very, very younger age, I never thought that I actually had to go and learn compassion. I was compassionate by heart. And uh, studying in the convent medium, seeing a lot of students, seeing people from very lower strata, you know, going and working with the sisters, the nuns, the fathers, and uh, doing something for the community was, I think, was inbuilt right from childhood. And uh, that is where the journey of unwanted Nita started making wanted Nita in the society, in the public domain, also now in the family domain, where they understand ki why did we even use this word. When you say unwanted, was it a feeling that you got or something that you heard, Nita? How did you arrive or think that unwanted was a title attached to your name? Yeah, so basically I'm the youngest child of the house and a fourth girl child of the house uh, coming from a North Indian background. Uh, so my sisters and all, they never liked ki again we have got a sister, a sister sibling. We were expecting a brother sibling. We were not expecting a girl. So that is how they always told me that you are unwanted among us. So with you, we don't feel complete as a family, but you are someone who does not even fix and do not be into that puzzle of being wanted. So it was my sisters, my siblings who always made me feel that I was unwanted and it was always showed by their act, never involving me. Of course, there's a huge age gap also between the, uh, all of us. So probably that could also have been a reason where they felt that, oh, now again, a small child to nurture, to take care of her. So probably all those reasons could have been there, probably. But uh, now, eventually, that whole unwanted has changed. I love the attitude with which you're looking at it now when you're connecting the dots. But how was it going through school, college? How were you in school? Did it affect you at all in the way you performed in school, made friends and your personality? So I, I really didn't know what was this meaning then. Very frankly, I used to understand what does this unwanted mean? Huh? And why they feel that, you know, I am such a small girl. Am I going to eat so much? Am I going to wear their clothes? No, I'm going to have my own. So why is this unwanted? So it never came into my space. I was always a bright child, uh, securing between first and second always a rank holder. And never I did feel anything. I used to go and talk to my mother. I used to go and talk to my maid servant. And I also used to go and talk to my teachers in the school that my sisters, they tell me that I am unwanted. Is My name is Neeta, but why do they tell me that unwanted? I really don't know. And I used to always tell them, I think my elder sister, she comes from Hindi medium school, so she doesn't understand English. <laughs> and now I feel, Ki, was I really that innocent that I did not really pick up this word? Did I ignore any kind of red flags, Ki, what this unwanted actually meant? 
so uh, for me that unwanted never played a role at all in my life but definitely uh, it now made me realize ki why even it came into their space of unwanted when i am now dealing with lot of sibling rivalries in my cases when i deal with counseling so when i see a lot of childhood traumas and i feel that wow neeta that's you're so lucky that you did not allow this word to come into your space or else the world would have really been upside down for me it would have been very traumatic it would have been very uncertain probably i would not have been that compassionate person who i am today you know it would have been the other way around okay and so as you were a bright kid you naturally moved towards science because all bright kids move towards science so oh, yes <laughs> is that is that how your journey into medicine also happened yes absolutely that is how my journey also happened through the medicine and uh, i always uh, i don't know i always was in love with my mother and my mother has always been my mentor so at the age of 37 when she became widow where else in today's world at the age of 37 people decide to get married or they decide to even start a family you know so at the age of 37 she had a big thing to look after four kids her own life and also giving everyone equal amount of education and when i used to see her when i used to go to her clinic i used to just listen and i used to see how she used to just sit and listen to people's problem and then i used to look back at her and i used to ask her ki don't you feel that you also have a problem in life and she used to tell when i listen to all these problems i somehow feel that my problems never exist and that allowed me to actually choose the stream of my actually my passion that i should come and be a doctor and listen and listen and listen and only listen because i felt it is not the medicine but it was most of listening which was giving all her patients a lot of relief and they used to just wait you know when 6:30 when she will come we will only meet her the compounder used to tell that maybe she will be little late and they used to tell no 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 problem we will sit for her so i i could see that connection i could see that bond of her with her patients and that probably gave me something inspired in me that i should actually follow that line wow now when you have role models around you you don't have to look into the world <laughs> and somebody so close invariably our mothers are our role models and in when somebody like your mother is your role model there's a lot you see about her resilience ability to face life four daughters and she alone and you you said made yourself a lot like her and moved into medicine but today you are a mental health worker as well so in medicine listening to people where did mental health come what happened to you personally did you and uh, did you get married how how did all that go further yes so this unwanted label actually moved with me till my teens also and as i was growing up my mom thought that as she's alone and probably if something happens to her so she got me married at a very younger age so i was married at the age of 19 i got my degree certification as well as being a mother everything by 21 so i was also a mother a very early young mother and also getting my degree certification till then 
and uh, mental health i think has come in my space by my choice so as my life was moving ahead uh, as i was married uh, life also has to give me some things to again learn i think probably there was a lot for me to learn in my journey and some things to relearn and unlearn and during that time i happened to undergo divorce with my first marriage why uh, yeah so the reason was me became very obese i became obese after my delivery and i was not at all presentable and as i was not presentable as i was obese i think it gave a, ch a chance to a person who was an is officer the ex and still gave him a chance to tell that i am no more presentable so i think that unwanted object was there placed ki that now she does not exist and she should not exist in the space and i happened to meet this wonderful counselor which was allotted to me by the government uh, till then i had no knowledge where do i have to go how do i have to start but when i met this counselor she was very clear what she wanted but she was not clear in understanding that there is something which i want and i just wanted her to listen to me and just tell her that look i am married that's a fine thing but now i'm a mother i have a daughter okay so i want you to listen and she was very upfront in telling that i have 350 files to go through i really have no time to listen to any of your stories and if i sit and listen to your story today probably this 350 files will take me 350 years to finish and it will never get over and she just banged the door i think that was a big turning point for this neeta to start her journey in mental health i was going through this emotional trauma but apart from going through this emotional trauma i was also going through social trauma where i felt ki am i really that unwanted now that people do not even want to listen to me and probably that time this unwanted played a role and i again stood that now i will show that i am wanted and this unwanted should not be a reason for people banging the door on my face and there is not about this neeta there could be million of neetas whose stories is not been heard whose stories are still been labeled as unwanted whose stories have not been shown to people because they are unwanted and they have been made unexisted so i think that is the whole journey of mine which started with mental health and i developed myself into such a strong person ki okay there is this one door which is closed but certainly i will walk i will look out for people who are there to listen to me if there are people who are not there to listen to me i will create my own door and i did that i created my own door i went i took uh, my admission i took my admission i started studying i took my first admission in msw i got myself qualified from nirmala niketan as an msw during that entire journey of msw met multiple counselors met multiple social workers 
met multiple judges and then i realized that it's important to empower myself and until unless i do not empower myself i cannot empower anyone else so the whole mental health journey started with me and that is how it's still continuing oh my god neeta you know it takes a lot of self love self compassion to put yourself together after a breakdown who was there with you helping you put your pieces together so again very frankly it was only and only my mother uh, my siblings were again not there with me because they were very clear ki whatever it is for the sake of public for the sake of society you can still be married not telling people that you are divorced or anything but my mother was there she took a strong support she took a strong stand in my life telling that look i got you married so i take a stand that i am with you do not follow what people will tell you follow your heart there will be she used a very beautiful word ki dwand there will be this dwand between your mind between your heart and between the people outside but still follow your heart and what your heart tells and i told her my heart tells no my heart tells no because i have been abused in my marriage it's not about my looks it's not about my size but it's about my respect it's about my self respect which is being shattered and once the self respect is being shattered it's very difficult to rebuild with that person and the best part is when i can't change him i need to change myself and that is where she told me ki wherever and however you would like to go you'll always find me with you and that will be an unconditional support from a lady from a woman to a woman not to a mother to a daughter but from a woman to a woman and i think this was very encouraging and very powerful words which allowed me to take that stand in my life yes i will fight for it yeah yeah neeta and you know your mother has always been the positive influence in your life but the first counselor you went to was pretty negative contrary to what a counselor should be and how did that prompt you to look at counseling as an option msw as an option because that should have put you off that okay so this profession is not about people who are nice and compassionate there can be rude people what prompted you to go in the direction of msw so uh, for me i don't know why this happens is um, when i go back to my childhood also so though it was unwanted but i never felt it unwanted because i thought probably they do not understand the words probably being from hindi medium so the same thing was ki a person who is sitting at this place is somewhere lacking self love is probably somewhere not lacking uh, empathy but is lacking everything in her life and she is just doing this as a duty because she gets a paycheck by the end of the month and that gave me a certain kind of different vision ki if somebody is not helping me i have to build something to help me round and when i remember speaking to my judge because again she was a very influential person in my life of course she did invite me for lunch at her place and i was pretty scared ki why is the judge inviting me for lunch uh is she you know got influenced by my ex or because my ex comes from a government background and i is background and you know so for me all those things came into my mind and she just told me 
कि when I see you walking in this courtroom, you walk with your head down and you go out also with your head down. You never put your head up. So she told me that I want you to fight. I want you to grow big. I want you to be that umbrella where people can actually vouch for you. And she told me that it's not about you. It's about many of the other Nitas also. But everyone thinks that somebody else will take a step. And that is what also which gave me more power. Ki yes, I need to do this for my own self. You know, it, it takes a lot of courage to take that step. Because uh, someone who's your well-wisher tells you that. But then you are all broken. But you went ahead and you took the step. And then on, how did life change for you? What is it with your daughter? I'm sure she must have been seeing another mother, the next generation seeing another mother who's resilient, inspirational and motivational. So can you tell us a little more on the relationship your daughter and you share? So me and my daughter, we share a good bond. Uh, I think I am less a mother. I am more a friend to her. Uh, I would not also tell as friend, but I would tell that uh, we are companions with each other. So basically, we will sit with some problem and a problem solver and talking about how things can be changed in our space and can be created more safe space for each of us as well as for the others. Of course, she, she also had to go a very bad time in her school because in her school, uh, she was like, she again being a bright child, her teachers were not aware of she is a single parent child. Of course, the principal knew about it, that uh, like this, like this is the case. And Neha is a daughter of a single parent. Apparently in the seventh grade, one of the class teachers did pick her up in the class and it was the first period, you know, in the school they to use the word period. It was the first lecture actually of the class, seven standard, seven standard morning, 7.15. And it was her English teacher speaking and talking about relationships. Whether she was aware or whether she was not aware, but she picked up Neha in the class. And when she picked up Neha in the class, she told that Neha is a live example where she knows when one of the parent is not there. And the whole world for Neha changed from that day onwards. Where she told me that you are a liar. You told me that no one knows about it. How come my teacher knew about it? And I had to convince her. I had to tell her and bring her to the principal telling that it was only your principal who was aware of your condition. It was no one else. And when I spoke to the principal, how did this teacher come to me? So the principal did mention that sometimes we also have to teach the teachers how to speak, how to use the languages. But we are very, very sorry for the damage which has happened. And for them, it was just one damage. But for me, it was a very bigger damage. The damage between the relationship of me and Neha, the damage of trust, the damage of she not again falling back on me and seeing me as a third person 
but not as a mother whom she could rely on. And that time, I think the entire chemistry of mine and Neha has changed. It took a lot for me again to work with that trust. You know, it was not a very easy journey for me because uh, I think almost three to four days she did not go to school. She said that she never had the courage even to look out for any of her friends. She not she did not even had the courage to sit in the same class, but it was very difficult for her. So uh, working with her was also again a big challenge. It was not easy, and that time. Specifically, when she was entering with, in her teens, with her hormonal imbalance, with her teen tantrums, and again going with this emotional journey, it was very, very, very challenging for me to go undergo this whole journey. Yeah, yeah, and tough, very tough, very tough, very, very tough, very tough. Yeah. So, what what helped you, Nita? Your the what you were studying was now being tested. In your personal life because it's easy being a counsellor to anybody outside but when it's your own it's a lot difficult uh, so how did you uh, manage yourself put yourself and your daughter onto a path where both of you are comfortable with each other so I think what did I do of course I did ask my mother to help me but somehow this time my mother could not help me and as said that a therapist also requires a therapist. I wanted someone to listen to me also during this phase and understand that this was not done on purpose. So I think uh, I remember very, very clearly that I went back to a counselor. And uh, when I went back to a counselor, to a known counselor, of course, so there is where this whole thing of expression, explanation and again uh, bringing Neha to that level of understanding ki why did this happen? How did this happen? The intention behind this was really so there to help. But it was nothing which was planned to tell like this in the school. So there was a roller coaster. Of course, it did take time for her also to digest it also took some more time for her to open up with her friends because none of her friends were also aware where again she had to play that role key. Uh, my friends feel that I betrayed them. I lied to them. I did not tell them. So there was again where she had to make up with her friends to tell them ki why this was kept as confidential, why she was not ready to open up and talk about it. So it was really, really... Uh, really very very challenging roller coaster ride for all of us in the house also during that time not been easy so you were studying you had to parallelly apply it first in your life and see how it's working and then on how did life move on after that when i took the decision of uh, practicing counseling uh again while practicing i was feeling that am i really being listening or am i just doing it because I want to do it. Because something happened in my space. That is why am I, am I doing it? Am I just filling the blanks? And eventually I saw that actually I was not filling the blanks. I was adding some sparks to people's life 
and when they used to tell ki when we go back home we practice small little things where you tell me that why don't you change your language why don't you use this word why don't you see life in other form and then we understand it's it's very different and that is the time when all these things were giving me more and more of motivation it was inspiring me to go ahead and do something much more bigger then i started working in the jail i started working with the rape survivors i started working with more of the destitute girls empowering them creating more of awareness ki how do you emotionally make yourself strong we can get educated education is always going to be part of it but it's very important to be emotionally be strong so that you can take appropriate decisions when and however needed we never know that how life will just give us a 360 degree turn but it's important to be emotionally mentally and socially strong because when i saw neha when i saw about myself initially i was also not ready to talk about it ki yes i am divorced because it was the very first case in my family and my family comprises of entire doctors so my mother my father who was a doctor my uncles who were who were doctors so everyone in the family were doctors and everyone talking about oh divorce divorce and where i was also not ready to talk about yes i have got divorced so i had to develop that entire courage to make myself that vulnerable to come out and speak ki yes i am a single mother i am a divorced lady and this is what is happened in my life is by my choice because i signed it i also had a choice to go ahead fight fight and fight but i chose peace i did not want it to be in pieces it's tough yeah, yeah it's very tough it's very tough it is it's a, such a tough choice to do and uh, choose especially when like you said you're already in pieces and uh, you're seeing it all around you you are not able to take it in what what kept what was your glue nita what was your glue that kept you together so uh, i think uh, what my mother told me was my husband passed away nita my husband passed away that is your father passed away and i never sat home only that 13 days ritual after that very practically i understood that i have to nurture my kids i have to bring home food i have to see that i am giving the best to my children so this is not death this is death of relationship but this is not a physical death of something this is an emotional death this is a social death but you need to get up you need to walk ahead why because again you are a mother and i think this was a very very strong statement that again remember that you are a mother that glued me to the extent ki yes 
I did not even take a single rupee compensation. And my entire life again with Neha started with 630 rupees in my bank. And I restarted, rebounced back, though with my working, with my studying, I took up a job. Everything was fine as a medical officer. I started working relentlessly. Yes, because if I have to restart, I have to restart with that same smile, with that same empowerment. So I think that glue was now when the nature is asking me to be a nurturer, I need to be complete over there. Wow. And this journey on completing yourself first, where did it lead you then? Wow, that, that is really amazing. You know, it it uh, life has really been beautiful, Rashmi. Life has really been beautiful. I have absolutely zero complaints from my life. And as said, Zindagi na milegi dobara. I'm really so grateful for having this life, having this breath also today. Key life, you have been teaching me at every level and you have always been supporting me. Key yes, I am there with you. And as this journey is continuing ahead, this journey has been such amazing journey with a lot of people now into it. A lot of people being part of this reach out, a lot of people being part of this Nita. And uh, as we I moved ahead, it was not only me with this power, but there were other people with a lot of hopes and aspirations that there'll be something which, again, Dr. Nita would be doing. And I think that is where this journey for destitute girls, single parents and transgenders also started. This month is also a Pride Month. And uh, in this Pride Month, we do a lot of programs, especially this reach out. My organization does a lot of programs for the transgender community. It's not the parade. We do not believe in Pride Month as parade, but we believe something which is called as transpreneurs. So I do a lot of skill development program. I do a lot of empowerment program. I do a lot of emotionally resilience program for this community. I allow them to be who they are. So we hold a lot of circles, we hold a lot of talk, we hold a lot of emotional resilience for being with each other, standing with each other, how to tackle, how to empower our own self. And this is where the journey of transgenders, I think it's almost eight odd years that this journey is started and it's going on. And every time it is getting added on one by one, one by one. Uh, now, in fact, I'm also become a part of this where we are doing this program of transpreneurs. Entire COVID, we did a lot of programs, which was online. And uh, that is the time when we did skill development program. That is the time when we did program called Pehchan. So now this program on fellowship of transpreneurs is where me and this, where I, uh, I did some project with them and submitted the papers. And uh, then this came into role and they have started putting up people from the transgender community uh, we actually upgrade them, upscale them, and then we bring them to the corporate world or the world where they can come, they can survive. So I think the journey has really been very amazing. Yeah, yeah. See, I understand destitute women, uh, girls, uh, but where did the trans uh, community come into picture here? How did you think of them? Because that was not a part of your life. You were still picking your pieces and putting it together. How did this come into your space? Yes. So while uh, dealing with the destitute girls and with the single parent at uh, 
there is this organization at Kanosa Jeevan. And here is where I remember there was this first trans men who was attending our meeting. And as attending the meeting, you know, said that I want to do something different in my life. But I do not want to go back to the community. I do not want to go back. I do not want to beg on streets. I want to do something different. And then I said when a person is deciding that I want to do something different, why can't I support this person? And then I asked uh, Ashish, I still remember. Of course, now Ashish has already finished uh, being an, he he's uh, as an advocate practicing. And uh, then I asked Ashish, ki, actually, do you really want to do this? And uh, I remember Ashish telling, yes, I want to do this until unless I will not do this, I'll not be able to do my sex change operation, which is still pending because Ashish started working with HIV people and started focusing on his own studies. So the operation is still pending for him. But then he said that it's not also about me. There are many more who also wants to contribute and want to be something different in their life. Can we do something for them? And I said, why not? Why not? And that is the time when I said that, yes, I can get into this domain again. Because there, again, there was only one thing. They only wanted listeners. There was already abuse. There was a lo lot of trauma. There was emotional trauma. They were being thrown out of their houses. They had experienced all kind of language from their people as well as from the society and from the public outside. So they had experienced all kind of traumas starting from their own house, starting from their non-acceptance. So that is again where I thought, ki, yes, you can. And I started this journey. Of course, I had to study a lot. I had to study because I was not aware of the community anything. I didn't know what is hijra community. I didn't know what is trans men community. I didn't know what is trans women community. Totally studying about them, totally understanding the physiology, understanding the psychology, and where and how does this community work? How does it operate? There was a lot where I had to do this as my homework. Yeah, yeah. Completely a new space, but a transformational space for sure. A transformational space, yes. And how did your life transform then on? Here was okay. a mother with this beautiful daughter, Neha, who was blooming now. Yes. And uh, you doing all these different programs and making a difference and impact to everybody around you. How are you feeling and did life transform for you as well? I, in 2009, my life actually started transforming again, uh, where I met my current husband, uh, Dr. Shrikan. And uh, of course, uh, there was again, ki, am I ready? Am I not ready? Am I ready? Am I not ready? Uh, that was the juggle which was going on. And finally, 2011, I decided that, yes, I am ready. I am ready to go ahead. The paths in me was something very, very much different. Probably that is the time when I understood exactly what marriage is, what relationship is, what kind of talk does a relationship want, how it has to be expressed, how it has to be even felt. You know, I think that is the time when I actually understood the definition of love definition of a relationship at the emotional level and also of course social level was there but more at the emotional level which I understood and uh, 
then finally got married and uh, neha was part of it my my mother was a part of it his parents uh, his father was a part of it and all our family members were a part of it and life has been really been blessed and i'm blessed to be who i am today because again in this relationship the best part what happened is it allowed me to be who i am completely there was nothing where this neeta had to change including surname that was also by choice whatever you pick up so whether it is mishra matre whether it is matre anything it is again everything by choice but the best part of this relationship is the kind of love which is given with space which is given with communication ki you do not have to think before talking just talk your heart out so that has allowed me to bloom at a very different level now okay so and how has life been since neeta for you so again <laughs> so probably my life is lot of roller coaster but uh, life is good uh, eventually uh, by 2019 uh, during a checkup there was uh, god again gave us some red signals and he showed he brought i would not like to tell it as a ailment but definitely he brought cancer into our system and he now asked us come on you guys now you have to work for this so journey was again a very difficult journey because first of all he also being doctor understanding ki how is this happening in the system and uh, a lot to take because a not a normal kind of thing it was a very unusual kind of a lymphoma and uh, covid because 2019 when this got diagnosed in the month of october and uh, as we started with the chemo every chemo was giving us lot of side effects because of side effects again getting admitted i think nothing less than nine major hospitals in mumbai which i have seen and uh, then finally landing up with a bypass surgery uh, radiations again lot of ups and downs but only one thing which was there was faith trust and love and which still continues and this is again going to continue in my journey three powerful emotions faith trust and love very important as a foundation for any relationship starting from the self so you have been through so many upheavals and the pandemic like you just shared was also a challenging phase for you apart from faith trust and love is there anything else that has been your takeaway from the pandemic so in this pandemic when i remember uh, shrikant was in asian heart hospital and when he underwent his bypass surgery uh there was this lady also at the hospital with me but though of course we were not allowed to meet because of the covid and none of us were prepared ki what is this come and she was not allowed to see her husband okay she was not allowed to see her husband because she was waiting for a heart transplant and with all this covid thing it was very very difficult for her but every day in the morning 4 o'clock she used to get up she used to take bath and she used to sit and pray and that was being consistent consistent and i used to always ask her ki you know you have been so consistent and you have been doing this so she told me that i do not know what is the result neeta i do not know but i know if one thing if i am doing it regularly i will get the result so when for me faith trust and love i made this powerful feeling as consistent for me ki this will be consistent in neeta ki i will have faith i will have trust 
I will have love. And this faith, trust and love will never, never, ever go from my system. Never. It will be imprinted in my soul. And this is, I think, that word consistent became very, very important for me. Mm -hmm. And I became consistent for my work. I also became consistent, though I was dealing with all these things at my level. I was consistent with my clients. I was consistent with my workshops. I was also consistent with my webinars. I was consistent even after some time when the lockdown opened for some period. I was out doing my awareness programs with all the ma mask on and everything. And people were, how? I said, yes, my family is always going to be a part of me. But if this is also my part, I need to be consistent. And you know, consistency pays, definitely pays. Are there any memorable moments uh, that you really reflect on and are happy you're on this journey? Any stories, any recognition, anything that you'd like to share now? So I think I have been, uh, there, there's been a lot of recognitions uh, which I have been awarded with uh, International Sarojini Devi Naidu. My TED, my TED also just came out of blue. I was just thinking, ki, how, how come I, you know, I've not been able to come to this platform. And I just get this phone call. Ki, you know, this is just happening. Can you be there? And the best part of TED was the day my TED is happening, just an hour before I get a phone call that my uncle is expired. And I said, Zindagi, how much more? But my TED was, I think that is the time when people were giving me a standing ovation in my TED. And it was an amazing journey. Uh, definitely, I do not talk a lot about my awards and accolades. I don't know why didn't I do that. But uh, some people did also ask me about it. Ki, why don't you write it? It, it's so good you never mentioned about you being a co-author you never even mentioned about uh, getting awards accolades and all those things so now I am started I think that I should talk about it because it could be inspiring for some other person also it's not about bragging but it's about inspiring others so definitely I will be talking about it now so please do <laughs> yes yes <laughs> because it is so important since life throws challenges at all and when life is repeatedly challenging you you must be truly special because life has realized you're truly resilient to get up after each fall and face life again i think such champions is what life loves to celebrate absolutely absolutely and we are at that moment, uh, Nita, where three life lessons, because your life has been inspirational. Any three life lessons that you'd like to leave us with? Yes. So I would like to leave, leave with one very beautiful thing, which I live actually, that please get, set, go. It's very important. It's very important. Problems are always going to be part of life. Challenges are always going to be part of life. It, it will never stop. But when challenges are there, solutions are also there. So let's be more focused towards the solutions. Let's not be focused on problems. What can be the best that can be given to life? What can be the best that can be given to your own self? And before putting the mask to others, please put the mask to your own self. And then life is more beautiful. Life truly is beautiful. And I think when people like you share stories 
which motivate us, inspire us to understand that life is something that tests us constantly. It's how we face each challenge that makes us understand who we truly are. And life is always about finding our best versions. You're truly inspirational. I think that that's very important, Rashmi. I feel so, you know, because sometimes when we have not been heard, and sometimes we all know that there is there are solutions, but how do you take that step ahead? So it, it should not be man mein hai vishwas, but wo vishwas ke it is important to work, right? So I think it's important to come out and talk about it, share about it. Congratulations on your journey of finding your best version and sharing your story on inspiring us to find ours. Honored to have had you on you and I with Rashmi Shetty Neeta. God bless you and continue to inspire. Thank you so much, Rashmi. With that, we come to the end of this weekly quest of You and I with Rashmi Shetty. Do let us know if you know people who make the world beautiful. Write in to rashmi.thethirdeye at gmail.com That is R-A-S-H-M-I dot T-H-E-T-H-I-R-D-E-Y-E at gmail.com Come, let's explore this amazing world together, both you and I.